The Gestalt Gardener podcast is brought to you by Varicosity Vein Center, providing health assessment screenings and compassionate care to improve your vascular functionality and quality of life. Our doctors and vein specialists offer solutions to painful varicose veins, spider veins, and other venous diseases to our patients. Now offering complimentary vein screenings in Jackson, Madison, and Ridgeland. Information and appointment scheduling at varicosityveincenter.com. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's fell to rushing, and for the next hour or so, we're just going to talk about gardening. I hope you're ready to talk about gardening, because I sure am, and gardening is ready to be talked about. I mean, there's stuff busting loose. You know, I've, I've been trying to document stuff. Java, you know, I walk around a lot. I, I walk in the daytime. I walk at night, so I can smell things. I can see things. At night, I don't have to talk with anybody about their the weeds in their yard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I was just about to, I was thinking um, while you say you walk all everywhere, you need to pull your phone out for your um, soon to come Instagram page and take some pictures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting about that. I keep forgetting about that. So anyway, it, it might happen. You know, everybody told me about that. But uh, and there's some weird stuff out there. Matter of fact, this past week when I was walking around, I noticed that the hollies are blooming and nobody really thinks about holly flowers. We think about hollies bushes leaves berries you know you know the 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 group from the 60s but nobody thinks about holly flowers and they they and they're not pretty they're little things but there's clusters and if you've got a holly you go out and look at it right now if you didn't prune it last year because they bloom in the spring just like azaleas and blueberries they bloom in the spring on new growth and um if you prune them, there goes the new growth. But anyway, uh, Java, I've got—I don't know if you can see from from in there, but it's got berries down at the bottom. Yeah, the red, the yeah. kind of brownish reddish. Yeah, well, see, that was last year, so you can see the stuff since then grew, and it's got these clusters of little yellowish, you know, off-white, almost ye- more white than yellow. Uh, flowers with little green dots on them. Those green dots will be red berries. Yeah, now those are the things we used to take off and throw at people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or stick up your nose. That's what your kids would do. So in- anyway, the hollies are blooming, and uh, there's a, there's a lot of hollies that are self-pollinating. they got male and female, same flowers. There's a few of them that do that. Most hollies are separate male and separate female plants. They both have flowers this time of year. And if you look at them, uh, you might not be able to tell the difference. The male's just got little frilly things. That's what got the pollen on it. But the bees work them. They take them to the other po- hollies. The flower's got little green bumps in the middle of it. That's going to be a berry if it gets pollinated. So you can tell male from female by looking at the flowers and look for little green bumps right in the middle of the flower. It's pretty obvious when you look at it, but it's like looking at a dandelion up close or any of these wildflowers. They don't look like weeds. When you look, they look like orchids and, and sunflowers. And there's so much detail if you just look at things closely. It makes you appreciate it better, less likely to spray it. Yeah, we have one. I would call it a weed, but it sprouted up um, in between. I have like these um, uh, brick, pr- brick brick pavers uh-huh. um, on the side of the um, on the side of the house. Right. And coming out, it's one tall. 
green uh, stem, and at the top it has like just a yellow. Yeah, little yellow, da- lots of little da- yellow daisy things on the stem. And it's just one out of nowhere, but it's so big. I don't know yeah. how it uh, how it got there. Well, uh, you know, a lot of times it's spread by. It might have been a bird ate a berry and it perched on there, and it you know. De- planted a seed or something but a lot of times they're wind pollinating and the i mean wind will blow the seeds around yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna snatch it because it's just out of place but i just i didn't want to move it uh just yet because it's just so amazing it's just the one do me a favor <laughs> take it take a real good close-up picture of the flower because i want to see and, and, and then of the whole plant i think I, that's cool i'll do that i also thought about you this weekend because on the way to the jackson state football game along the um veterans memorial stadium Around the doctor's offices, they have a lot of little Jim Magnolia trees. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> By the way, uh, I don't live. I live oh, about a little bit more than half a mile north of there. Two weeks ago, I think the first game of the season when J- when when uh, J State was playing, I heard the boom. Oh yes, sir. I mean, I heard it. I'm, I'm probably probably three fourths of a mile walking distance, and I walked all the way down there. The the gal at the ticket gate, you know, I just looked like you know, I looked like the worst kind of scraggly, long haired, bubba looking guy. But I said, I'm just here for the boom, and she let me in. <laughs> and is- I said, I sat down at the end of the stadium by myself, and I just listened to the band. You know, when I was in high school, we used to go to parades. I was in the band, and uh, whenever the sonic boom was there, it just you know, that's all we wanted to do: listen to the boom. Incredible. But uh, anyway, we're going to be talking about gardening. If you guys have things you'd like to yak about, it's toll-free, 1-877-MPB-RING. i got plenty to talk about, but let's see what's going on with Kelly, who's on the road somewhere near Vicksburg. What's up, Kelly? Good morning, Felder. How oh, are you? Fine. What's going on? Where are you from? Just riding around? Uh, I live in Jackson, but I'm headed over to Louisiana this okay. morning. Okay. Um, got a couple of questions. Number one, I had couple of areas of my yard sodded with uh, St. Augustine mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it turned a little brown and yellow during the winter. Uh, it's starting to show some green in it now. Is there anything that I need to do to be uh, preparing it for the growing season and yeah. get it less and green once again? Yeah, two, two things. Well, three things. First of all, stop listening to your neighbors. Okay. Okay, because they don't think like St. Augustine, and I do. They think like carpet. I think shag rug from the from the 60s and 70s. St. Augustine grows on top of the ground, arching stems, and if you cut it close, it starves it from energy. Those leaves are energy factories. And so if you'll, first and foremost, if you'll raise your mower, if not the highest setting, because some people just can't stand it, the next to highest setting, throw the wrench away. Always mow it as high as you can stand it. Neighbors aren't going to like it. You you might have a significant – you might not like it, but that's what the grass needs, first and foremost. Second thing is uh, sometime in April, hit it with a – go to a garden center and get a centipede centipede food for centipede fertilizer. That's all St. Augustine needs. That's all uh, centipede needs. Put it out after you've mowed a couple of times. Give it some centipede food, and you are done till next year. No more fertilizer the rest of the year. That sounds good. Can I ask you one other thing? Sure. Um, planted some banana plants last year, uh, cut them off uh, just above the ground mm-hmm. as they started to die with the freeze. Yeah, slimy. And, um, yeah, exactly. And then uh, mulched them pretty well. I've taken the mulch off now. Uh, all I'm seeing is a, a black, messy uh, 
stop. Yeah. Uh, will they come back out, or am I going to have to replant? Uh, I, I don't know. In my own garden, you know, I planted a, one of these giant elephant ear type things, and it not only nasty and slimy, but it's got fruit flies on the fuzzy fur, the little bubbly stuff coming out of the old stalk. If they come back, they come back from uh, a crown at the base, you know, down at the bottom. So, yeah, unless it got killed all the way into the base of it and really, really nasty. It might have gotten killed because it was unusual free, an unusual sudden low deep long freeze, and uh, you know that that'll do a lot of plants in like bananas and certain elephant ears. So all we can, all I can do is wait and see. Okay. All right. Sounds real good. Okay, man. Hands on the wheel. You know you're you about to, you're about to go across that big bridge. Wee. Actually, I stopped so that I wouldn't lose you crossing the bridge as I usually do. So. Okay. Well, tell tell folks over there we said hey. All right, good to talk to you. Okay, Thank Kelly, you. see ya. Okay, let's slide down the Gulf Coast to, to the pass, past Christian. Hi, June, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Heck yeah, what's up? Well, I bought some hyacinth bulbs earlier uh, this year, and um, I'm embarrassed to say I haven't planted them, and they're all get, getting the little green tips on them, yeah. so is it too late? Well, you know, too, too late. It, your choice is to throw them away or plant them. You know, they uh-huh. they have a chance of sprouting and maybe even might be short stalks. If you don't plant them, they, they're just like soft onions. They won't last. You know, you can't keep them okay. till next year. Uh, so really, the only choice is, what I would do is, uh, have you got a whole bunch of them, June? Yeah, about I mean, 24. Ooh, that's a lot. Um, I would plant them on the shallow side and okay. th- then then mulch them really well because, you know, they need to have this, whatever, what little few roots they'll grow. They're not yeah. going to grow very much roots too late because they grow roots in the fall, in the spring. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to do is give them enough contact with dirt so they can and a little water so that when they do start to flower, you know, they have to pull moisture from someplace. So, so plant them a little on the shallow side and mulch them and just see what happens. But when they get done, they're, they're, they will not have reproduced themselves for next year. So it could be kind of a one-shot thing okay and put, okay. So and next put, year do put, a better job well it's not so much do a better job just do it be, do it quicker <laughs> uh, and also go, go hey put put some of them in a pot with some with some flowers on top of it that way the flowers will look good the highest if they bloom they'll be up above the flower the highest die down you still got flowers there you go <laughs> okay Jim. okay thank you you bet appreciate it Okay, folks, uh, we've got the lines open, toll-free, 1-877-MPB-RING. That's what we talk about here at, at uh, MPB. Whatever you want to talk about, try to keep it compartmentalized. On Mondays, is food. And on Wednesdays, it's the, uh, the, 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 the animal people. Fix it. Fix it. And on Thursdays, the, it's the animals. Animal guys. On, on, you know, here's the, it's the, the, the garden geek. That's what we do. And we do it all week, three times a day. Local folks, talking with local folks about local stuff. I love this. It's one of the only examples on earth where you have access to this kind of thing without a bunch of advertisements and without trying to sell anything. Hey, the party girls are blooming. I mentioned the hollies. I'm going to show up. I'm going to put a picture of them on our on our little blog. But also, I'm going to talk about party girls. And I'm not talking about the fun girls from Mount Pilot either. We're going to take a quick break. Me and Java Chapman and Kevin Farrell and all the other folks here at MPB. We'll be right back. 
Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. All right, folks, welcome back. Got some lines open. Why don't you give me a call and let's talk about what's going on in your yard or your house or your potted plants or growing, what's growing on the chili in the back of your refrigerator. You know, if you can grow stuff, people say, I can't garden. I don't have, you know. Look, if you've ever had fungus growing, excuse me, mold, colorful mold growing in a half-empty old cup of coffee you forgot about, you've got all the basics of water gardening down. A coffee cup half full of coffee with mold growing in it is all without the goldfish. If you want to make a little water feature, get your straw and blow bubbles in it. It's not that hard. People make gardening difficult. I can't grow things in a pot. I grow stuff. Somebody uh, uh, the other day wrote about wanting to grow some herbs. Has hard time growing herbs. I'm thinking they're trying too hard. I grow herbs in a box full of potting soil in the back of my pickup truck. You've seen it, Java. I mean, I've got rosemary, I've got oregano, I've got kale, i got, uh, in the summertime, I have basil. Right now, I've got a parsley, and when the parsley burns out, I pull it out and stick some basil in a hole in the back of a pickup truck because I don't try too hard. And then you have the same thing growing in your die-cast model of your pickup truck. Yeah, I got a little small, <laughs> a little small toy pickup truck. It's painted the same color, John Deere green. And uh, I, I grow a little succulents, a little miniature bottle tree that made some beads and stuff. But I tend to accessorize, you know. You can, for, grow, you can grow it anywhere. Yeah, you know, for an old guy, I may be over-accessorized a little bit, but whatever. Just trying to have some fun. Which reminds me, if you're gardening with children, especially at their home, if you, you know, they need instant gratification, something they can identify with. And there's nothing easier besides growing stuff in a container, especially fragrant stuff like like culinary. They can grow oregano, not exciting at all. There's nothing sexy about oregano. But, and by the way, if you listen from England, it's oregano I'm talking about. But it grows in a pot. But put some little sticks, spray paint some sticks, colorful, and put them out there sort of like a, you know, just a, like a, a, a deciduous tree. Uh, get them to make a scarecrow. Easiest scarecrow in the world for kids is a broomstick, a coat hanger, duct tape to the top, and then hang a long sleeve shirt or a long sleeve dress doesn't have to have pants, it? but a long sleeve something hanging on the coat hanger, and then have them make a head to put on it out of a, a, a quart milk jug or a, a soccer ball or, or a plastic plates with faces drawn on it, and stick it on the top. And uh, you can they can add ribbons or Mardi Gras bees, but all it is a shirt, some kind of head, and a coat hanger and a stick, and uh, and it's theirs. It's theirs, and then they can put it out there and enjoy it until whatever they plant has a chance to do its thing. So anyway, uh, let's slide down to Picayune, see what's up with hey, Benjamin. You know there's a big plant sale this weekend in Picayune. Yes, sir, I do. I'm about to be where I'm headed to. Good. Uh, good. I'm looking for aquatic plants. I'm getting a couple of button bushes when I go over there and some yeah. irises, but I'm yeah. trying to see if you know of anywhere – in the south to get like cardinal plants or anything i can put i've got a pretty big pond and i'm yeah. trying to plant it and, you know instead of just being a puddle of water yeah 
put stuff around the edge. Uh, but I, I don't. I can't tell you any specific. I, I know a few places, but I don't know if they're online. You can get those plants online, and there are some places that, that carry the individual plants. I know over in New Orleans, you can. You know, they, they have places, but there's also a, uh, a a couple of garden centers on the coast that are what I call old timey, family owned, local places where the, the owners are quirky, and they're only in business so they can make enough money to grow plants to share with other folks in other words the mom and pop type places if they don't have them they're more likely to find them but cardinal flower uh not hard to find online uh i don't know i just don't know of any people who are growing those wholesale right now everybody's putting all their energy into azaleas and tomatoes but they, yeah, you know sir, but, that's, that's the issue i'm having is trying to find native plants that's the reason i was looking forward to the plant sale they just don't have much this year they, like, oh, well. they, they'll have some, they'll have some there at the crosby arboretum uh and by the yeah. way folks we're talking about crosby arboretum which is on the frontage road back behind home uh is it walmart or home De- walmart anyway it's today and, and saturday they've got the unbelievable number of plants i've seen the list anyway cardinal flower is a good one but also the louisiana iris i mean benjamin you know, there's there's Louisiana iris that uh, they 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 grow best right at the edge of water and come in all sorts of. I'm not talking about that yellow one that spreads, but the real Louisiana iris have got so many varieties and good texture and good shapes. So uh, if you can uh, get in touch with me, uh, shoot me go to my blog, Felderrushing dot blog, and uh, shoot me an email. I'll give you a list of some of the, probably the the eight or ten absolute best looking plants that happen happen to grow there. Thank you, sir. Anyway, good good luck on finding them, but let's try try online. Will do. Bye. Okay, that's Benjamin down and pick you. Uh, Crosby Arboretum is uh, the the last exit before you hit Louisiana, or the first exit when you come into Mississippi. And there's a a, a Walmart on the south side of the interstate. The frontage rows right winds back behind it. Crosby Arboretum, uh, which is a branch of Mississippi State University, has got a cool cool plant sale and you know trees, shrubs perennials and again it's friday and saturday i don't think it's sunday but it might be sunday too i'm I'm just anyway if you're not sure go to crosby arboretum just google it and it'll take you right to their site now let's uh slide up to uh up interstate 59 to meridian hey john good morning john felder good morning how are you doing i'm fine what's going on Felder, I experimented with growing garlic back in the fall, and yeah. I listened about fall planting. Yeah. And I put them in two really large containers right at my door, at my porch, and they look really good. The top green, you know, really healthy, deep green looking. A lot, of, sun, lot of sunshine and all that? Yes, Felder, but I was wondering about signs that I might look for to harvest, and when do I start pulling those bulbs out of my containers? Well, this is easy. Wait till it turns brown and dies down. Oh, the, the green part, the shoots that are above the, yeah, the yeah. soil level right yeah. now, when they yeah. start to... Yeah, they, they're sending in, those leaves are getting energy, is sending it down to make the little bulbs. And uh, and that happens the last thing in the the winter and early spring. The, the longer they have leaves, the better the bulb is going to do. As soon as they start to turn yellow, uh, you, what you do is you cut them off about oh two or three four inches long, and then dig them up, and then you put them in a dry place outdoors, like out, out of the weather, and let them cure for two or three weeks to dry and hard. They'll store better that way, and then you can you know cut the rest of the stem off. Green shoots or what you call stems start to turn brown. The leaves, in what, April, yeah. When, April, when the, 
Yeah, or, or May, or even sometimes depending on the variety, it might even be June. But wait till the wait till the all the wait till it turns brown, and then it's done. Wait for those shoots to turn brown and start pulling them up, and then putting them like on a screen to dry yeah. out outside. It, it doesn't even have to be a screen. The main thing is is outside, out of out of the weather. And uh, yeah. one one other thing, John, if if they start to send up what looks like a flower, look like a little space capsule on a stem in the middle, snap it off. Right. You can either grow flowers or you can grow bulbs, but use it. You want the energy that would go up to the flower to stay and go back down to the bulb. So if they start to flower, when you first see the what doesn't look like a leaf, it'll be a, a round stem with a little pointy thing on the end. Just snap it off. You can eat it if you want to, but just snap it off. Right. All right. Good. Thank you, Felder. I enjoy your show and all your advice. Appreciate it, man. Hey, ne- next year, uh, put you some pansies in the pot so you have something pretty to look at till it's time to harvest the garlic. They, they, they grow together perfectly well. Very good. I'll take that into consideration. Thank you, Felder. You I bet. love your show. Appreciate it. Thanks for being part of it. Okay, let's slide down to Tylertown. That's where a lot of the Rushings are from. You know, the Felders of the Rushings came here. We got tired of all the revolutionary stuff, you know, over on that side. So we all came this way and kept going to Texas. But Tyler Towns, where the, the Rushings uh, originally settled back in the early 1800s. What's up, Steve? Good morning, Felder. Howdy. Uh, I have a uh, mulberry tree. I bought some property, and it, it came up underneath a live oak. Ouch. And Ouch, yeah. But the tree, the mulberry is probably... 12 inches in diameter at the base. Yeah. Okay. And I um, love them, but I can't reach them. So I cut it back to about 8 foot, and I trimmed a couple of the big limbs out of the live oak to, to give it some light. Right. But my question is, how far can I cut that mulberry back, or have I cut it too much already? You, you can cut a mulberry tree almost to the ground. It's going to sprout back out. Okay. So, but but just keep in mind, wherever you make the cut, doesn't matter whether it's here, there, or way out there, or up close. Wherever you make the cut, the new growth comes out right there. So, cut it down below where you want it to grow back up to. I I don't follow you there. Okay. Um, if if you if you have a if you have a branch that's, that's four feet long. It's going to put out growth at the end of those four feet. If you cut it back to three feet, it's going to put out growth at three feet. If you cut it back to two feet, it's all, wherever you make the cut, however far back you cut it, that's where the growth comes out. So if you cut it right where you like it, it's going to grow up above that. Okay. Well, what I'm what I'm talking about now, I got a base of this tree is twelve inches in diameter. It's, it's, no, it's, it's not an ideal yep. situation. Not an ideal situation. So the main thing is just cut it back wherever you want it to sprout back out with new growth to grow. Cut it below uh, where you want the new growth to come back up to. I got you. I got you. Now you go if you uh, do it this year, there go your mulberries this summer. Well they gone now. I mean I cut it I cut it back to about it was a huge tree. Did anybody uh, holler did, did anybody holler at you when you cut it back that far? <laughs> No, no, no. Well, but uh, I, 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 I just wonder. I want to cut it back close to the ground to where, when it sprouts, I can pick the berries. That's there you go. The main. 
Well, what, go, go, go ahead and do that. And when it sprouts, when the when the sprouts get oh three or four feet long, two or three feet long, thin them out to just a few because they'll be trunks from then on. Don't don't let everything you know cut them out to thin them out to three or four, and then cut the tips of those back. So instead of getting up over your head, they bush out. So let let the new growth come up, thin it out to three or four really good ones, and then cut those back a little bit. And they'll bush out. You'll have a mulberry bush. Instead of a mulberry that's tree. What I'm, that's what I'm wanting to hear. Okay, man. Thank good, you very much, Mr. Good, Felder. Good luck on it. All right, so thank you. You bet. Uh, we're going to do, I got a really cheesy tune today. We're going to do the Ocean Springs call, K- Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Good morning. Thank good you. to talk to you. How are the Zalia, how the Zalias looking down in Ocean Springs? They're looking good. Party girls. Um, they're they're. Showing up very nicely. Good. Well, what's up? I want to just pass on. I have a holly tree. You mentioned that in my front yard. Mm-hmm. And it was a spindle little thing when we moved here years ago. But we had to cut off over it this old um, oak tree water rope because it was needing to come down. Yeah. And it's grown like crazy. It's not a specimen tree. But um, it's like forty feet tall now. You talking about gets, the you talking about the holly? Yeah, yeah. And it gets covered with red berries every winter. Yeah, um, good for Christmas. And then this past week, we had cedar waxweed come, and this giant flock took Wife, out the berries. Yeah, you looked at, you looked down at your shoes to see if they need tying. I looked back up, and the berries are gone. Gone. And those birds, it's just amazing how they flock in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's really cool. Well, you, you you don't ever prune or anything. You just let it be. It's a holly tree. Do they have long, skinny leaves, or are they kind of uh, spiny, you know, what? Very spiny. Yeah. That's going to be some type of American. Uh, uh, they, they call uh, Alex Opega. It's an American holly. It's not called it because it's American. It's from America. But anyway, they make really pretty trees. Yeah, it's good. And right next to it is a mulberry. Sometimes <laughs> I get mulberries, and sometimes a different flock of birds will come through there. Well, we got to find something that birds will flock to in the fall now, because you got spring, summer wrapped up. Now we got to come up with something that that surprises in the fall. Yeah. So, anyway, I appreciate it, Carolyn. Thank you so much for your call. Okay, thank you. All righty, folks. Horticulturist Felder Ruskin here, me and Java Chapman and the other folks here at MPB. When I say the party girls, if you remember the old Andy Griffith show, you know, every now and then these two women from Mount Pilot, they were called the fun girls from Mount Pilot. You know, one of them had that old whiskey voice. Hello, doll. And they would come in and they would jazz stuff up and they would leave town. So they came in and turned everything upside down, really exciting. But meanwhile, while they were blooming, Thelma Lou and Helen, who are perfectly attractive, dependable, hometown gal, they felt a little dowdy. They weren't, didn't feel very showy. Well, I would submit that that's what happened to so many wonderful native plants and, and, uh, and other lesser flowering plants right now. The party girls, the azaleas and wisterias have shown up, and they're blowing away the Thelma Lou's and Helen's. Oh, well, we're going to take a real quick break, listen to cheesy music, and come back with more of the Gestalt Gardener here on MPB. I drove my tractor through your haystack last night. I threw me pitchfork at your dog to keep quiet. Now something's telling me. 
that you're avoiding me. Come on now, Gurney, you've got something I need. But I've got a brand new combine harvester and I'll give you the key. Come on now, let's get together in perfect harmony. I've got 20 acres and you've got 43. Now I've got a brand new combine harvester and I'll give you the key. For seven long years I've been alone in this place I sleep in the kitchen, it's a proper disgrace Now if I clean it up, would you change your mind? I'll give up drinking scrumpy and I'd larger than mine If I've got a brand new combine harvester, I'll give you the key Come on now, let's live together in perfect harmony but I've got 20 acres, and you've got 43. Now I've got a brand new combine harvester, and I give you the key. Weren't we the grand pair at that farmer Dan dance? I wore license of fair oil, I had holes in me punts. In your new Sunday dress, with your perfume so grand, we had our photos taken, and you're holding my Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing the doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, Java, you never, I got a combine harvester. I got 15 acres, you got 43. Let's get together. <laughs> you that's, say, you that's, say that's, that's not, that's, that's less subtle than rap songs. Yeah, that's a, you know, you have to <laughs> dig deep for these meanings, but uh, that, that is another. An old, it's just an old bachelor farmer wants to, wants to, to help. You know, whatever. Well, I mean, they have FarmersOnly.com. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, hey. <laughs> you know, does your wife know you go to places like that? <laughs> Wait a minute now, brother. <laughs> hey, I just got to know. We could get, get back to the calls right away. But I just got to know. I wish I'd known about this last week. Start promoting it. Not only is there a native plant sale at Crosby Arboretum just outside Picayune uh, today and tomorrow, but the Mobile Botanical Garden is having this plant sale today and tomorrow, Friday and Saturday, 9 to 1. Mobile Botanic Gardens is... Uh, they have the coolest plant sale with a lot of. It's a nice. It's a small botanic garden, but it's got a lot of cool stuff. Anyway, uh, I hope everybody on on either side of the Gulf Coast and down that way have a chance to get down and see what other folks have, have growing for you and your garden. Now we're going to slide over. This guy's been hanging on a long time from Savannah, Tennessee. Jack, what's going on, man? Well, I try to grow a vegetable garden every year. And I understand uh, by listening to you that plants don't all use the same climate or, or enjoy the same climate or the same soil. That's or right. Maybe the, uh, or the same temperature. What I do, I wait till all the frost has occurred and plant everything same day, usually. And see what and happens? In the same location, same soil. Is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. Does it mostly work? 
Well, most time, but sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> well, see, here's the deal. Some vegetables, and I'll give you an example, like English peas, carrots, cabbage, broccoli, uh, Irish potatoes, they are from cool climates in the world. They like a long, cool growing season. They don't like hard freezes. They don't like hot, humid summer nights. They grow best... Uh, in in cool areas like up north or England or Oregon or something. So what we do here in the south, we plant them in the late summer so that they grow when it starts getting cooler in the fall, but they, they're done before it gets really cold. And then we turn around and plant them again in late February or March so they have a chance to grow and produce before it gets too hot. See, so we don't have a whole lot of vegetables that will take hard freezes. Collards will, kale will, but most of the time we plant cool stuff in the in the late summer, fall, and then in the late winter, spring, and then we plant summer stuff which doesn't like cool weather at all. Tomatoes, okra, sweet potatoes, things like that. So really, you can have three different gardens. You can have a late winter, early spring garden, and when it's done, plant a summer garden, and when it's done plant a fall garden or uh, else or or you could break your garden have you got a very big garden jack oh it's about uh 40 by probably 80 lord that's not that's not a garden that's a truck farm <laughs> what kind what kind of tiller do you use or do you have a little small tractor no i use a, a rear time tiller troy rear. built type thing yeah yeah well what you can do think about this Instead of looking at it as that size, break it up into two, three, or even four smaller individual gardens. Mm-hmm. And then you could plant one of them in uh, late February or March, like right now, with you know all sorts of stuff like cool weather. And then next month, plant your summer stuff in one of them. And then a little bit later, plant some, or, or in both of them. And then have one to where you can plant some stuff in it in uh, late July or August for fall harvest. In other words, break it up. That way, instead of planting everything at once and harvesting everything at once, you can sort of spread it out. You know, if you plant all your corn at the same time, that means you got to eat it all at the same time. But right. if you plant some every couple of three weeks, you always got corn coming along. I understand. I, that's what... I usually don't do anything in the fall, you know, in the fall. I just plant one time, and that's it. So I understand what you're talking about, and I appreciate your help. Well, the, like I say, treat them as, as, as in, at least two different gardens, maybe three different gardens, and, you know, make a little footpath in between them. And that way, instead of planting the whole thing at once, you can plant a lot of it at once, and then you can plant some a little bit later. All right. But have fun with it, man. Okay, thanks. All righty. Boy, you know, we just had this little cool spell. It was chill. I got on, you know, I was walking this morning. I've got a a, a jacket on, a hoodie. Uh, this is what we call blackberry winter. When the blackberries start to bloom, we always had that cold snap. And everybody sets their tomatoes out last week because it's so nice and pretty. And then it rained really, really hard. And then it got hot, and everybody planted stuff. And now it's getting cool again. It's called blackberry winter. But anyway, I'm waiting another 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 week or two before I set my summer stuff out. Let's slide over to Florence and see what's up with with Roger, Rankin County. Roger, what's up, man? Man, I sure enjoy your show so much. I appreciate it. I, I could tell you a lot of stuff and waste a lot of your time, but I got a report on my two my two barred owls. There are at least two. Are they, they mating this week? I, well, I, something's going on. They, they, they sound like they're going nuts, right? Well, that, that's right. Yeah, they, and, uh, they get noisy. Yeah, they do. And, and they, they, these two, I get at least two, probably 100 yards apart, uh, 
and they hoot back and forth, and I hoot at them. They must <laughs> not, they must think it's crazy. Though. So that's another story, and there are many of those. But here's why I called. Uh, about a month ago, well, maybe not quite, my first daffodil came up. Mm-hmm. And I said, glory, here comes spring. Nope. <laughs> Laura and I enjoyed that so much every year. She's gone now, but but uh, every year, just like we enjoy the uh, those, uh, oh, I can't think what they are, pop-up surprise you at the end of September. Oh, yeah, the, the naked ladies, magic naked lilies, ladies, uh, yeah. spider lilies. And we just rejoice over that every year. Okay, well, here came my first daffodil. I took a picture of it, sent it around. Felder, that was the last one. None of them came up. No more. Uh, maybe next year. Not all mine did. You know, I, I have a lot of my great-grandmother's daffodils, and if I have a cold winter, some bloom. If I have a mild winter, others bloom. You know, there's all different kinds of daffodils. You know, up in uh, Ohio, they grow different kinds who grow down here. What you probably have is either, were they the little real fragrant white ones that were blooming? No, the, well, those are. I got a few of those blooming. The paper white, yeah. I'm talking about the big yellow ones. Yeah. So. so you know, some of those we don't have as many choices here in Mississippi. We grow a lot of daffodils. We have a daffodil society, but they don't. We don't have as many varieties that grow here as they do further north, where it gets colder and have a, a milder, you know, a longer winter. But anyway, some years you go get them, some years you ain't. That's the way it is with me. And well, I wrote so the book. Strange. I wondered if maybe I've let them clump up too much, but we've got them all over the place. Some some varieties, they clump up and they they sort of choke themselves out. They crowd yeah. themselves out and stop blooming. But a lot of the old kinds will sort of spread. They sort of spread themselves out, and it's not a problem. Right. It just I, depends on the variety. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're like, you know, they're, they're just like... Uh, like it's like dogs. You got little yappy dogs. You got big old lazy uh, dogs. You got uh, you know, <laughs> same thing with daffodils. Got all different kinds. Well, I got lazy daffodils down here in Florence. I'm gonna I'm gonna unclump them. I think yeah. and see if that helps. Let's wait till the leaves die down. You know, always leave the leaves on as long as you can because after they bloom is when they make next year's flower. If you cut them down too early, you cut down next year's flowers. Okay. And I, I I got to tell you a real quick story. My son, who was a he was a Marine sergeant, combat Marine. He's an Army officer now. He's a hotshot lawyer. The other night he was out and he was hooting at an owl. The owl would hoot back and he'd hoot and the owl would hoot back back and forth and back and forth. And uh, the next day his neighbor says, it's the "Funniest thing, I was out hooting an owl. I kept hooting back. They were hooting <laughs> at each other, <laughs> and they thought they were hooting at owls." Oh, that is so good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Roger, appreciate it, man. Sit back, Thank relax. You, Y'all keep smiling. Oh, appreciate it. All righty. You know, a lot of people listen to the Gestalt Garden, not for the gardening information, but just for the humanity, the the, the people, the interactions, the, the connections with other folks, especially after a weird year like this. It's good to just to sort of just just chat with folks. So you say you have a really good show, Felder? No, no, no. There's some really good folks who call in. I know. I'm just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, let's see what's uh, – let's slide up to the top of Mississippi just – Quite miss being the bottom of Tennessee, South Haven. Hey, Barbara. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. I've got a problem with the iris identification. Oh boy. Oh. Well, it's one that it multiplies. It's not what I call a rhizome. I guess it is, but this multiplies almost like in a Y. The root will come out and uh. go off different directions. Mm-hmm. And I. They multiply a whole lot. I've had a few, and then all of a sudden I had a whole bed of them. Uh-huh. And I tried to 
get, get dig them up and give away most of them. Thought I dug all of them up in that spot, and that's been a couple of years ago. Now they're sprouting back up. Wow. And, yeah, now when I pull them up, here's this long root that will run off, you know, four or five inches or more. But it's definitely an iris. Oh, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we, we have uh, we have bulb-type irises, we have rhizome-type irises, we have running irises. Without seeing a flower, I wouldn't even... And we have a lot of... You know, iris is uh, is a pretty big family. It's not as big as the as the, the daylily, which is the lily family, but it's pretty big. And uh, I'm real curious, when does it bloom? I'm thinking in April, you know, if, March if, or April. If you get a chance, I'm curious about it. Is it pretty? Oh yeah, it's pretty. I want mm-hmm. some. I want some. Okay. I, but first, got to find out what it is. If you can, if you remember, just take a picture of it. See if you can get a picture of it because I want to find out what it is. But if you got a question about it, just try to identify it. Well, I want to identify it, but I also want to know I'm digging some of these up, and I'd like to put a few in a pot. Mm-hmm. There's a plant swap going on next month. Uh-huh. I think they're pretty, and I would like to give some away. Well, this would be a good time because, it's, you know, they're plenty moist. You know, they're starting to grow. I'd get it do, done mm-hmm. pretty soon because the closer you get to blooming, you know, the more likely they're going to wilt. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, get, get somebody to take a picture when it blooms, and let's find out what it is because I want some too. Okay. Okay, I sure will. Okay, I'll get you some. Appreciate it. Thank you so much uh-huh. for your call. Uh, the wisteria is starting to bloom. Azalea is starting to bloom. Dogwood is starting to bloom. The party girls are here. But there's a lot of other cool stuff. If you don't have those in your yard, don't be made to feel bad. Don't, there's Thelma Lou's and Helen's out there that are terrific plants, easier to grow. And when the azaleas and dogwoods, we steer blue, ride around and look at somebody else's. Let them worry about the big old green meatballs the rest of the year and the vines wrapping up their tree. Enjoy what other people do, and you do you. There are lots of cool little things that may not be quite as blousy and, and loud and, and, all, and pushy, but they're awfully sweet this time of year. I'm thinking sweet olive, I mean, sweet shrub, but smell like bananas. So many other wonderful things, spireas, that you don't have to have the party girls for just a little while. Let's stick with the Thelma Lou's and Helen's, and they stick with you for a long time. Now, let's go. Uh, Deidre is on the road. You're driving safe, aren't you, Deidre? Yes, I am. As a matter of fact, I had to stop before I crossed into Louisiana. Okay. Uh, so I won't lose you. <laughs> okay. Well, what's going on? What can I help you with? Yes, I was calling, and I wanted to thank you so much. You've given me some flags, some of the Mississippi Magnolia flags mm-hmm. uh, right before the campaign. So I do thank you so much for uh, doing that. It worked. I'm the house that's, the house that's right off of Old Canton Road. And uh, I think my husband had a chance to meet you. There you go. There you go. That, I knocked on the door, and he looked out there, and he wasn't expecting me. Because, you, know, yeah, yeah. you know, I got scraggly, little long gray hair and a beard and a kind of a wild look in my eye. But he was like, who's this banging on my door? <laughs> and exactly. A, so what, what's up? What was that? Yeah, so speak, speaking of my husband, when we first moved into the house, uh, there was, I don't know if you noticed, there were monkey grass on both sides of the walkway. Right. As so, I recall, you got kind of a shady front yard. 
Yes, yes. So when uh, we first moved in, we had a lot of weed in the monkey grass, but it was beautiful. Yeah. And my husband wanted to take care of the weed, so he did take care of the weed, but he also took care of the monkey grass <laughs> on the right side. And then we, but the left side is still plush with monkey grass. Yeah. And the right side, we've been trying to uh, regenerate. Right. So I was just trying to see what tips are, what can we do in order to try and get that monkey grass back to the level of the left side of the yard. Well, well let me ask you this. Are you through punishing them yet? No, no, I just let him. Okay, uh, okay. Okay. I just remind them every okay. now and then. <laughs> well, what I would do, uh, first of all, d- d- if you usually cut it, don't cut it. You know, they put up a lot of leaves, and they put those leaves on for a reason. A lot of people cut their monkey grass, and it stays nice and low, but it starves it, and you end up with weeds and stuff. So, so it'll start sprouting its new growth pretty soon. It may already have some new growth coming up if you look down in the old stuff. Sort of leave that alone. But I would, if you got a bunch of weeds, kind of hand pull it. It's, you know, you don't have a real big yard, but, you know, pull as much as you can. And then spread a bunch of shredded bark mulch all around the plants so it's just monkey grass sticking up out of mulch. The mulch will keep a lot of the weeds from coming back, and the monkey grass will come up, and as it sprouts out and flops over, it'll hide a lot of that mulch. But pull as much as you can, and then just uh, tuck some, some uh, uh, two or three inches of, of bark mulch around in between them. All right. Well, thank you so much. Okay. Appreciate it. He doesn't have to know we're talking about this, you know. No, no, no. I... I... I, I made I, sure he wasn't listening to the show. Okay. He's getting ready for this now, so okay. we're looking. Okay, as long as he doesn't know where I live, you know, me telling you how to get him out in the yard doing stuff on his hands, and you know what I'm saying. Exactly. Good, good luck. <laughs> Thank have, you so much, have Felder. Fun, have fun outside the state. Come on come on back soon. Sure enough, will. Okay. Oh, me. Uh, I was talking earlier about the hollies. If you've got hollies in your yard, go out and look at them. Look at their little flowers. If they got little green bumps in them, they're female flowers. If they don't, they're male flowers. Some are male and female at the same time. But anyway, hollies are not azaleas, but they're pretty. And bee, get this, bees like hollies, they don't give a toss about azaleas. They don't care. Azaleas are party girls but these little but the bees and native pollinate they love our hollies and they're starting to bloom right now uh let's go uh up to madison talk with steve hi steve howdy hello hello i was uh wondering if you could help me make a decision you're talking about hollies i want to put in a holly hedge uh-huh and uh, i have i think i have a choice between variegated false holly and steed holly and if Wait, what, what was it? What was the second kind of holly? Steed. Okay, I I'm not sure what that's a, that's going to be a, a, a cultivar, a variety of some kind of holly. Right. It's 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 kind of a Christmas tree shape. Uh-huh. Um, uh, it goes. I think it grows about eight foot tall. Uh, it's it, where I was looking at it was was it was listed under cones. Oh, I see. It's a type of Japanese holly. Uh huh. Okay, they're, they, uh, I don't know how to say the Jap Jap, of all the calls I get about plants that just suddenly just turn brown in the middle of the summer, just up and die, Japanese hollies are the most common. They're not sturdy hollies. Uh, they don't, they don't, they don't, they like a cooler climate. And what happens? They get root problems here. Just about when they get big enough where you really appreciate them. So, um, uh, they're, they're, they're pretty, they're nice. They're, they're they're pretty pretty pretty, but they're not dependable. 
A lot of people playing them, but I get a lot of calls about them. So um, I don't know. How tall are uh, his you want? Yeah, it's uh, five to six foot. Okay, yeah, that's not really big for holly. Um, you know, I, I, I would avoid any kind of Japanese hollies just because when they get uh, – unless you do this, if you were to dig a nice wide hole, you know, nice and wide, three or four feet across, and a good solid shovel's depth, and only add a little stuff to your dirt, don't overdo it, and when you pull the plant out of the pot, loosen its roots and its potting soil up, it has uh-huh. a lot better chance of surviving. If you just pull it out of the pot, stick it in the ground, that's what causes the problems four or five years down the road. So if you do a good job of soil prep and loosen up their potting soil and their roots, I, I would go with it. But as far as variety, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares about you. Are you are you familiar with the variegated fonts, Holly? Yeah, it's an osmanthus. It's not really holly, but it's a pretty plant. It's a pretty plant. Uh, and it's a, it's a sturdy plant, yes. Good. But, you know, they're just completely different creatures. You know, it's like it's not just apples and oranges, like bananas and grapes. You know, so uh, as far as how they look. Why not do this? Because you're likely to end up with something bigger or not as big as the other, why not plant most of one and stick another the other in there just for texture contrast? Actually, that's what I was thinking of. Excellent. And then throw you a Nandina in there for the berries and you're done. Very good. Thank you very much. Okay, Steve. Appreciate it. Bye. Oh, it's like, you know, I'm going to a buffet, and somebody looks at me and says, what should I put on my plate? I'm thinking, you know, you can plant all mashed potatoes if you want to, but I'd throw some green beans on there. Let's go down to Ocean Springs now and talk to Marcy. Marcy, how are you this morning? Wonderful. Good. How are you? So far, so good. Hey, if you get a chance, swing either uh, either go west to the to the uh, Crosby Arboretum plant sale today or tomorrow, or go east to the Mobile and see what's going on. I wrote it down. Okay, so that may happen. About the same I distance. I wanted to tell you something. Yeah. I found a tree uh, a couple days ago. I've never heard of it. Um, a giant mayhaw, and I got it to plant in the backyard, and I'm just so excited because it flowers it's fragrant and it makes little crab apples for the birds i've never heard of it i mean i've grown mayhaw but i've never heard of giant mayhaw well i found it at uh, one of the big box stores the garden center and also i wanted to mention uh to anyone who likes service berry but can't find them uh yesterday you know in uh tractor supply where they have the fruits and all in those little right. boxes right right yeah. There was a service berry there. I couldn't believe it. It's a cool native so, plant. A lot of people, a lot of people don't even know about it. But it's such a cool plant. I, I just Google the Mayhaws in uh, uh, the Superberry, Texas Superberry, Super Spur, Saline, I don't, Crimson. I don't see anything that says Giant Mayhaw. But anyway, well, it was just it was on the tag. I've yeah. never heard of them, so I, I don't know. Let me suggest you know? this. Let me suggest this. The Mayhaw is a great plant. It's native to 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 South Mississippi, South Alabama. It grows in kind of low wet areas, um, and they are pretty when they bloom. Sometimes some of them have thorns. It's not not right. all do, uh, and right. they're 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 more like crab. It's a native plant, sort of like a crab apple. Uh, put it in an area if if you can. If it's not very big, excuse me. If it is big, cut the center of it out and let it start branching out low, so it has a few well spaced branches instead of shooting up really really tall. It'll grow outward and upward and 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 have a lot more branches and more flowers and more berries that way. That is a great idea. And yeah. it's also true for, like, peach trees. It's absolutely true. You know, it's not so much important with mayhaws and crab apples and things like that. With peaches and plums and small things, it's real important to get them start out with a trunk and some really sturdy main limbs that are growing outward. And you do that the day you put it in the ground. 
Oh, man. Okay. I'll do that. One last little thing I want to ask you. Make it quick. Um, I, yeah, okay. I I planted a peach tree and oh. um, a Cleveland pear tree about five feet apart. Quick, is, quick. is one out, going to outgrow the other? Yes. Oh, no. Bye. <laughs> We're out of time. I got the, uh, an azalea here. I got a wisteria here. I got a holly with flowers on it here. And when I get home, I've got things planted in my garden. I'm going to start eating soon, but it's almost time to start planting for stuff to eat later. There's all sorts of things that go with gardening. Hey, forget it. If you get a chance, take a kid out to a garden center. Help her pick out a pot and some potting soil and a few little flowers, maybe a little culinary herb. Get them started doing something simple and easy. Show them how to do what we do best here at MPB. We love talking about it, but when it all said and done, we all got to go out and find our own way of getting dirty. See y'all next week.